Welcome to the last episode of 2018 from the Big Gold Belt Podcast. I'm the host, Two Chance. It will be me and Jamal kicking it tonight. Will is live at Nova Pro uh, Wrestling, uh, which they're having their last show of the year, uh, 37 in a row, uh, which should be a good show. So he'll he's live there. So and uh, good luck to all the competitors and uh, talent that's working the show tonight. But um, yes, yeah, it's, it's our last show. We're coming off of a. Uh, um the christmas holiday right a little bit before new year's um and um so we're just gonna do just a quick nothing too long last last week we did about two hours but it was it was good stuff thanks for all the feedback from everybody that's listened to it and the support from everybody from over the year but um let's 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 start the show so first off um, um how was uh jamal how you doing today I'm good, man. How are you? Uh first of all, let me say that uh you know, because we missed it, happy boxing day to all the Canadians out there. And uh, happy uh, Coochie Chocolate for all the folks celebrating Kwanzaa this week. And, um, yeah, it's been a good time. I can't wait to get this damn year over with. Awesome. Yeah, um, it's been an interesting year. Um, let's, just, let's just go off the rails just a little bit. This, this... I'm not wearing pants, so this is already off to a good start. <laughs> Let's just let's just let's just um I won't say reminisce, but just a few things that pop up in your mind when you think about 2018 in the world of wrestling. I will start by saying that um this was one of the craziest years in wrestling, and I think next year is going to be even crazier. But um I think the biggest news story this year had to be all in. Um, um seeing a bunch of friends and and hardworking talent and in independent scene put on a show. Uh, sell out in no time and um you know and, and do the thing and um all the buzz around it and from it just being a show to them creating a weekend and so many people involved i mean i'm it's it was just something unheard of but i i think easily when i think 2018 in wrestling that's got to be one of the biggest things for me news stories wise yeah i think a good word to sum up 2018 would be precipice uh, because it, a lot of things seem to be building to something better in 2019. Yeah. Uh, you talk about All In, and obviously that leads to the big countdown that we've been counted down to for what exactly? We're not sure, mm-hmm. but that's going to be up in a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, uh, the Bucks uh, and the Elite guys, Cody and all of them, leaving uh, Ring of Honor to do their own thing, whatever that may be. That seems to be something bigger. The Fox mm-hmm. deal was announced with WWE this year. That's going to happen next year. That seems to be leading to something bigger. Mm-hmm. New Japan selling out a Madison Square Garden uh, show, uh, uh, almost forcing WWE's hand, uh, daring them to run a show the same night, and they, they're not. That seems to be something bigger as the New Japan expansion happens in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on a personal level, uh, you know, friends of the show, uh, one of my favorite wrestlers, Jordan Grace, is all over the freaking place. Uh, you know, TNA Knockout now. She was at All In. Uh, you know, you know, making a name for herself. She's debuting everywhere and be damned if she's not on her way to Australia in a couple weeks. So it just seems to be building to a bigger and better thing in 2019. Uh, let's hope that holds up. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, yeah, 18 wasn't like a stepping stone, but goddamn, was it the foundation of a of a big mansion that's being built because just so many barriers was not down and a lot of things have been happening. And our traditional landscape of wrestling has been is has been changed. Where now, you know, not to take nothing back from uh, away from 2017 and, and what um, people like Cody did and stuff, but like Cody's a big name. But now you have a lot of other people that's saying like, "Look, WWE is not my only lane, or investing in myself really can happen." Like I've seen others do it. I'm really confident that I can do it. And um, you know. Everybody ain't automatically running into the machine in WWE. People are really evaluating the possibilities of what's out there. And even still with WWE, WWE is changing. Um, we're seeing a, a really big push by the NXT brand 
um, as far as the scouting and um, the roster itself. And the this year has just been one hell of a display from takeover to takeover. The NXT UK division is going out strong. They're about to have their first takeover in no, um, I say November in January. Um, and you know, like you say, all, um, very adamantly, you know, the NXT global takeover is is on the way. So yeah, um, yeah. and it's just it's just been really exciting. So um, I be yeah. I, so that's the thing. It kind of makes you want to. It really makes you want to see in a year where personally. Uh, yeah, I've been just kind of burned out on wrestling. It's been kind of stale. It's been a bit of a slog. But then there have been like a few, there have been like a long, long, dull lull. And then, boom. Yeah. But, you know, some news breaks. Like, boom, another thing hits. And it's like a couple, it's been a long year, but definitely looking forward to 2019. And that, and that, and that leaves me surprisingly optimistic. Yeah, I mean, we've seen the big checks get cut. From uh, from the Saudis and Saudi Arabia, we've seen them overcome WWE overcome a very big tainted cloud with the story with that as well. Um, we we we've seen uh, well, you know, in other words, a lot of positive came out of the wrestling world than uh, negativity this year, uh, which is good. I mean, we're definitely ending the year out on a good note. Um, and I think the biggest thing that we talked about so much last year is that how there was so much wrestling all over the place and so many different platforms to watch it. That is really good to see people that, you know, we've been accustomed to seeing working from this state to this state, uh, from this gym to this bingo hall to this, et cetera, et cetera, actually being able to show their talent to the world yeah. and well fitting at that. So, you know, it's, it's really cool. And I mean, you know, MLW, Made his return this year. Wow is making a big push this year. Um, and and, and impact is still staying strong. Uh, um, they're you know, they're working out this. We'll talk about that in a second. And um, always is still doing her thing as well. So um, you know, it's it's just been a very solid and healthy year for all promotions. There is a there's enough for everyone to eat. And you know, at this point now, you know, it's just about, you know. Um, trusting yourself, doing your homework, and doing what's best for you and your family. And I think that, you know, January is going to be a clear testament to, to that approach right away as we're going to see some of the hottest free agents just make some moves. We don't know what, but any, anything is possible at this point. Yeah, definitely. You know, Jer- Jericho did. <laughs> Chris Jericho has literally done the, imp- the impossible this year. I was uh I was talking to uh D from the Three Black Geeks uh podcast um yesterday and I was telling him how like you know a lot of people always give John Cena the praise about having that Iron Cloud uh contract where he can do what he wants, show up when he wants to work movies and so forth. But I mean like that's no different than what The Rock was doing. So like cool, but what Chris Jericho did this year is unheard of. Chris Jericho ran his own promotion on a boat um, on a cruise using ROH talent, using New Japan talent, and um, you know, pretty pretty damn near sold it out, I believe. He's already announced he's doing it again next year. Um, mm-hmm. He is your New Japan um, Intercontinental champion, champion. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he was at, I know he was at the Royal Rumble, I think he was at Mania, but he definitely was on the Raw, um, he, he, he worked WWE regardless this year too. So he's been all over doing whatever he the hell he ever wanted to do while working Fonzie, why they did a tour this year. <laughs> got him a got him a new Japan shirt. Um uh, excuse me, a, a bullet club shirt that's in Hot Topic, a few of them. Like, you know, face the hottest wrestler in the world and Kenny Omega. Like he literally he did everything he wanted to do this year. He had So then so then do you think that Chris Jericho has the best year for a specific wrestler? I I want to crown that easily without thought, but I know he's going to be within my top ten without a doubt. I really I need to evaluate the timetables for sure, but I know he had a pretty damn solid year. Pretty damn solid year. I mean, the the things he's done is just unthinkable. Um, as far as just not just the talent, but just the business mind. Um, he's he's done a lot of good things, and then you know people thought that you know him being. And Fonzie was going to render uh, hinder him from being able to perform. As far as I'm concerned, his schedule looked pretty laid out, and and he didn't go in the, go into hiding at all. If you ask me, 
So. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, I would argue, maybe over Chris Jericho, I would say Adam Cole. And 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 not because if you could say well Jericho Cruz and and uh, the working three different shows and all that good stuff yeah like yeah go flying from Wrestle Kingdom to the Royal Rumble oh that's well and good <laughs> and there are not many people that can do that no there's that no have one the that clout do to do that yeah there's not no one that can do that there are a couple but there are not many that can do that no and that's if, fine if you think somebody else can do that I want to hear I'm def- this is I need this into evaluation of who who I'm really going to crown like the per- my people no I mean like well I mean the ability I would say the AJ Styles can do that right now. I think I Daniel Bryan. I think Daniel Bryan can do it. Daniel I think Bryan, Finn Balor can do it. They, um, Daniel Bryan is interesting. I, I might be able to make an argument for that. Finn Balor, when he was hurt, was kind of doing a little bit of appearances, uh, but he didn't work. He didn't. He wasn't a champion either. I mean, no. But my, my point is, if you, if Finn Balor showed up at the Madison Square Garden show, mm. um, in 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 New York, the day before WrestleMania. You're telling me that New Japan wouldn't say, "Oh, yes, you can definitely do a thing." They wouldn't. They, they wouldn't make him buy a ticket. They wouldn't uh, make AJ Styles buy a ticket. They wouldn't make Daniel Bryan buy a ticket. Yeah, I just mean without without taking a flat from WWE. You, you don't want the Jimmy Jacobs treatment where you you thought you were doing something innocent. Well, true, but to be fair, there there aren't really many long term plans with Jericho and WWE. That's why he was able to like go his own way. Yeah, so, but I, what I'm saying is. What I think, what, I, what I'm evaluating is that there maybe is possibility that other people can do it, but no one has done it right now. No one has done it. No one has, and I, no one has been on the main roster working the other top promotions in in um in the world, and then come and um and and, and still be on good terms with WWE. Like even the Hardys played it really close last year with being one champion, dropping it, going to the next promotion, champion dropping it, and so forth. I mean that that's damn close. But Jericho is like is likely to even just be at the Rumble in January and and you know, go back and still work another show in New Japan, whatever it may be. That's I mean, I'm just thinking like when you really consider what he's done, is this really unthinkable to think that you know Vince will let one of his in his eyes top guys do something like that. Uh, true, but but Vince also doesn't have a stranglehold on what Chris Jericho does, and um, and even with the Hardys, that was honestly just a matter of uh, you know getting the lawyers out of the way. But that and that would have happened sooner than later too. Mm. So I mean, with that said, though, I, I'd still say Adam Cole as far as like who had the best year um, in my mind. He went from uh, you know leading Ring of Honor, doing a Bullet Club thing, to like basically. Basically, being the Shawn Michaels of NXT, and I know that's a that's a pretty damn big uh, mountain to climb. Shawn Michaels will will, will 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 mimic that. He's very high on him, so you know he'll he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll take that. Yeah, so I think that's a huge compliment, and he hasn't been there that long. Mm-hmm. And we've seen guys, and NXT obviously, obviously is a different animal. It's a different show. That's not the same thing as the main roster. Yeah, but the fact that he was able to just go over there and you know, kind of, you know, do his own thing and, you know, get his you get his other guys with him and stuff like that. But even without the rest of, I was going to call him the Nexus, but even without the rest of the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, you know, is killing it right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you talk about momentum, <laughs> when you talk about people who may not have watched him in any other promotion and then automatically come to NXT and, and just run the place, at times you forget if he was even a heel right. or a face because everybody popped for that dude. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even it wasn't even a matter of like you know maybe he needs some time. Yeah. Let's let's oh, go yeah. give you know like yeah. like Velvet Train Dream needed some time uh, to get into his rhythm. Ricochet needed some time to get into his rhythm. But no, nah, but Adam Cole was go from jump. Yeah, and I mean, and I and I think that within the right with, with within the right situation, a lot of other people could be having that same momentum, and it's going to work out. It's definitely going to work out. It's just it you know NXT is going to be my biggest. Um, my biggest can of optimism for 2019. I think. I think like. <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot to talk about next year with them for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, NXT already operates at such a high level. It's not even like as far as you know what I want out of a wrestling show personally. That it would be hard for them to just take a breath mm-hmm. because they already have so many things lined up. You know, with you know, Dijak make finally making his rounds to TV. 
we, we know that Keith Lee is uh, waiting for him. We know that Jeff Cobb and, and the best Baron Corbin uh, is already, you know, already there. And we know they got some people coming in, like ACH, um, I think is there or on his way there. So, you know, they, the future's... They've been that, very quiet, so... We'll, we'll, we'll right. So the future is seriously looking bright for NXT, but that's kind of par for the course. I'm not. I don't expect them to take a step back or even slow down a bit. But because there's not really much room for improvement, what else could NXT do to be better? Honestly. Yeah. Right. Yep. So um. Anyway. Um. What else? I would say we was going to talk. About? Oh, yeah. So let's talk about your story with the holidays. Yeah, so apparently my aunt, who's in town from Oklahoma City, is uh, a pretty big wrestling fan. And by wrestling, I mean just the main roster of WWE. And it's kind of weird talking to her about it because it's almost like a person, considering how much we talk about the independent scene and you know, all the expectations that we're waiting for. Even within WWE, we're basically just like checking for NXT and that's about it. Um, because, you know, we're going through the motions of the main roster. And it's just really weird to hear talk to a person who only watches the main roster. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a person who's like just been marooned on an island and they finally get to the big city where there's so much more. And I go like, you don't even begin to know how, how much you're missing. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's just a person and they, the, the universe is out there for them and they only can see uh, down the street. That's yeah. kind of crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, look, I, uh, it's it's no surprise to me. Um, that's what WWE excels at, without a doubt, is that for the people who don't really care about, um, who who really only cares about um, the characters who's elevated, or when I say elevate, I don't mean like just who's like the Roman Reigns of of the worlds or whatever. Just the people who are just put on display. With a purpose, or even you know, the B team, they get out there and they do their chance, and that's what they're supposed to do. So they get fandom by that. Um, they they really did they, they do a good job of keeping people um invested into those characters. And for the untraditional fans, I mean it works for them because day in and day out, you know, like if you see our truth, you're gonna see our truth being silly, and that's gonna be fine. And Roman Reigns is gonna be Roman Reigns and so forth. So, you know, um, for the people who just wants to watch it just for those characters to get their moments, then it's, it's perfect for them. And, um, and it, it's, it's, it's a safe matter for them because like, you know, it, 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 you have to think about it for the people who don't really understand what it takes to actually, um, the execution of, of moves and, 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 Character that's being put on display, and it doesn't take nothing for people who like really watches it as far as you know and appreciate the sport as like we do. But I mean, it did, it, it is a good niche for people like that. Um, my grandma is also somebody who is a big wrestling fan, and you know, she uh she had to remind me because I didn't even realize it when I was younger that she did. But um, talking to her, telling me about you know her favorites being a big Seth Rollins fan, and you know, her talking you know storylines and kind of find yourself wanting to like dig deep into it but you just realize like yeah you know i miss the shield being together too and you just leave it at that because you don't want to you don't want to ruin the whole (laughs) experience for them or you know start talking a master plan or book death rollins dean ambrose view which i can give a hell about um it's cool so she just liked you know seth because he's the guy and he's always on display and miss roman because he's not there and stuff like that so but you know it's cool i guess that's what helps moves and stuff like that right yeah exactly i mean like we know who their audience is and and they definitely have that ironclad grasp on um on what their core audience does and it's and apparently there's still people in parts of the country where that's it that's all they know and that's all they like and that's all it's going to be and that's you know yeah it's just interesting to hear that yeah, for sure. Now, I mean, like like we always say, people watch wrestling for different reasons. Um, but more importantly, um, wrestling appeals to people for certain reasons as well, too. So without the fact of into the sport, sometimes what they display just projects to somebody and just lays easy for them to enjoy. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, right. And, and, and you know, 
as long as that's happening, <laughs> there's enough money for everybody, everybody to be made out there. So, but um, the other thing I wanted to talk about tonight is what we talked about last week. So we really thrived on what was it going to take for the success of NXT, and then I was like, you know, next week let's talk about all all rage and impact, and what is it going to take for them to thrive come 2019. Now I'm not retracting anything I said earlier about there being enough for everybody, but you do. Have business um what's the word i'm looking for a not business chart but a, um a, like uh, a, a strategy. business strategy plan yeah. or whatever it is a map um yeah in order to see and i think that um you know obviously we're not experts into it but we're gonna we'll just talk about it a little bit just for what, what would we like to see out of the two brands come 2019 for them to stay completely relevant um popular and also you know for future success. So I definitely would let you go first. Pick either, either of the brands and give some thoughts about it. And also uh, the drop brand, news on it too as well. Uh, the brands being Ring of Honor? Or Impact. Okay. Um, well, for, for, for Ring of Honor, uh, I guess the first thing that they need to do is uh, develop a television presence. Um, that's my biggest gripe against Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wrestling is solid. Uh, yes, they do tape you know, a bunch of shows and the storyline continuity doesn't really make sense as it relates to pay-per-views. But, you, yeah, you, you could be watching a pay-per-view and then see a, uh, you know, uh, the go-home show two weeks after the pay-per-view is already aired. That's ridiculous considering that you own the network that, the, um, that your product is on. Yeah. So once they figure out the television uh, side of it and getting more, uh, you know, eyes on the screen... Mm-hmm. Then I think a lot of their storyline issues uh, will uh, fall into place. Mm-hmm. As far as impact goes, honestly, just stay the course. They went from the brink of oblivion to now a viable thing. And they have backed up from the cl- edge of the cliff and have come through, you know, making some 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 headway. Um, they've signed some people. They got some notable names some some guys to build off of. And I think, you know, moving to Canada was a good look because now they have an actual engaged crowd. Um, so it's a, um, a, you know, they just need to stay the course. Keep building. Keep going slow. It's a, it's a, they're, they're in for the long haul. And, um, you know, I think they should be better. And I like the fact that they have the, the impact deal with like WrestleMania, um, the, the Twitch channel. Um, all of these little things, they do have that interest that um, the Pursuit Network, which exists, I guess. Um, but they also have a deal with Fight Network because uh, Hootie is owned by as uh, uh, a subsidiary of Fight TV. So bring the bring the Fight Network to the U.S. <laughs> you know, I, I know it's a Canadian thing and it's a just a regular channel in Canada, but why is the Fight Network going to the U.S. where? Most of your audience is. So, yeah, I mean, just just little things like that that Im- that impact can do will probably help them go a long way and not cause break the bank to do it. But Ring of Honor, they got a little bit more work to do, mm. um, and because a lot of their unfortunately a lot of Ring of Honor's talent, Ring of Honor has kind of lost what they're defining uh, self, and they basically become the American version of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Okay, so first I'll say that um, I think that one of my biggest things that was a threat to uh, ROH was the fact that um, I feel like they didn't have a personality or or um, any any form of like identification for themselves. You kind of didn't know what you were watching, what you were getting with uh, ROH at times. I mean, you knew that that was the home of being able to watch New Japan and being able to watch the Bullet Club, um, some of the hottest wrestlers out there. But considering now that, you know, all those guys are kind of going to go somewhere and they're done, they worked their last show at ROH, you're like, now what do you watch your ROH for? Who's going to want to come to ROH? What are you going to do? So granted, ROH needs to continue to um, build on their Future of Honor program. I'm getting and scouting some of the um some of the best free some of the best up and coming wrestlers who's looking for um proper guidance and proper training because um some of the best wrestlers out there some of the best technical wrestlers live on that Ring of Honor brand. If you really want to 
elevate and um, train some of these guys you definitely want to get them around those guys and um you know you can definitely you know build you build you some good talent for the future from scratch um uh, true and then uh, my, true. i hope so and then my second thing it will be is that um for the people who are who 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 um who bleed and 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 bleed and breathe rh you sign these guys so you have seen over the last few days, if you've been um, keeping um, to the keeping your eyes to the uh, to the news, that they have exclusively gave contracts to people, not just their top guys like you know Jay Lethal and, and Gresham, but some of these other guys that's been around there for a long time. Which I really didn't even have an idea that they didn't have exclusive contracts, such as uh, Shane uh, Shane Taylor and um, and. Um, uh, what's his name? Bruiser. Uh, I can't think of his name. The uh, Beer City Bruiser. Beer City Bruiser. Thank you. So yeah, they, you know they're they're doing they they're they're making good decisions there. Um, and again, I think you just want to continue to build on the future of honor thing, and um, you know, keep the eye out to you know to the independent promotions and some of these people. And I think the other good thing is too is that you do want to keep, you know, you want to give exclusive contract to your top guys, but you also kind of want to have them still work at independent shows so that they can go back and say, yo, I work with this guy in this promotion. I think we need to take a look at him. Considering the way how RH is with their talent and their owner, um, you see them always hanging out with each other. And, um, you know, that, and that's from, you know, Twitter and um, Instagram. You can see their owner, hanging out with their talent on a regular basis. So, like, those conversations, I'm sure, come up. And I think they, as far as proper scouting, why not pro, not why not why scout with having some of your best talent work some of these guys and come back with recommendations? So um, I think that would do them very good justice going into 2019, as, long as, as well as the TV deal. Um, Impact? Impact? I, I don't know. I, I, I think, for, for one, they need to definitely – uh, keep their presence on TV. They just signed a deal that they're going to be working on a new station now on Fridays at 10 p.m. Which is what station? Do you know? Do you remember? Yeah, it's uh, Pursuit TV. Yeah. So, okay, if it's at 10, that means that's going to be coming on what a little bit after Raw. I mean SmackDown. Yeah. So you know, not bad. Maybe not a bad strategy. Um, MLW, I believe, is on. Friday at eight as well too. I don't know if that changed. I used to have the MLW channel, and then it somehow removed off my package, or whatever. Or no, actually, it's just, it's just off of a Verizon uh, period. Um, but you 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 want to keep a TV presence, and um, I think they also need to aggressively start locking in some of their people. I think that Jordan Grace was a huge signing for them. Um, their women's knockout division is definitely picking up a lot of steam with the people that, that they have. But um, um, I think that they need to um, as well keep an eye out to and, you know, them being in Canada, but very, very much having ties with a lot of people in Florida, which is the mecca of independent wrestling homes um, that they definitely need to, you know, aggressively start um, pursuing people and 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 and. and I think with them having that deal, that TV deal, it, it does create an interest for people to be able to display on TV at a reasonable time on a, you know, on a on a station that probably is in most people packages that um, they can be seen. So and then the other biggest thing that I like about um, Impact is that they do work. Um, they Their storylines is, is pretty safe. They they work storylines within their top talent, within their people that are signed. But then they also it. They also inject independent people who is available for the weekend um, for matches as well and display them. And I think that keeps a revolving door open for other people um, interest to want to work with them. Yeah. So absolutely. You know, instead of, you know, it, it no knock to no other independent show, but like, you know, you can work whatever show in whatever location or, you know, impact say, well, you know, we'll, we'll have you on our show and we'll put you on next week's program if you work this show. And I think that's going to definitely have people like, ah, you know, that would be pretty cool. And it helps their social media presence, which, you know, considering everybody is their own uh, self-personal contractor, having something to display for your resume or your fans or whatever, it all helps for them. So, you know, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I can't argue against that because, you know, it's, 
it really is about like self-preservation at this point for uh, Ring of Honor and Impact. And, you know, we still haven't forgot, like, is Lucha Underground coming back or are they done? No, they, they're coming back. Okay. If, so they're, not, a, if they're not now, I, I have right. not watched them this year. Right. So there's stuff, you know, there's just so much stuff. And then, of course, the elephant in the room being the WWE and their, like, your quest on world domination. So it is, you know, uh, it, it is. It, it's it's their responsibility. Uh, both Impact and Ring of Honor. Oh, I, 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 let me correct that. There's an uncertainty if there will be a season five of Lucha Underground. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um. So yeah, it, it's long and short of it is, um, Ring of Honor had a chance. They're still in a position to make a bigger uh, space for themselves in the wrestling world. Impact. It's like. You know, the fact that we're still talking about them going into 2019 optimistically mm-hmm. is a miracle. So, you know, Impact, keep doing your thing. Ring of Honor. Uh, I'm not saying hit the panic button, but I'm concerned. Um, I'm, I'm very concerned considering that, you know, what what <clears throat> reason do you have to watch um, Ring of Honor over, hell, even New Japan? Because a lot of the main attractions for Ring of Honor are just co-branded with New Japan, mm-hmm. except for Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, yeah, sure, they did sign uh, Bandito, which is going to be great. Uh, they, they signed PCO, um, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Uh, but are these... Yo, good for him. What a year he's had. Yeah, he's had a hell of a year, too. Truly. Yeah. For his age... For his relevance to pop back like he did and the matches and his promos. I mean, I, at this point, you kind of question how old is that guy? Because he's doing the damn thing out there. Yeah, no, he's him. absolutely killing it. So, I mean, it's just a lot <clears throat> to take in where there's a bit of parody between uh, Ring of Honor and, uh, and, and um, Impact. And this time last year, that was not the case. So, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that or that regard. Um, so, a question I want to ask you. Yep. Um, you, you hear about Austin Theory calling out uh, John Cena? Um, like officially or just you know because he's oh. he's, he's definitely been adamant about wanting to face him before. Right. So officially, uh, he cut a promo in in Evolve. He is the Evolve champion, and um, and he's like, "Hey, John Cena's old. He should pass the torch, and I'm going to be the one that takes it from him." Okay. So, whether that match happens or not is what it is. And I think, honestly, it should, because why not? But realistically, what does WWE do with John Cena in 2019? I mean, we're we're, kind of getting to the point where it's almost like The Rock at the end of his run of WWE completely, where it's just like, okay, you can go now. Okay, so John Cena posted him on his Instagram. I'm looking at this right now. And also, too, let's not forget, um, Austin Theory had a hell of a year too. <laughs> let's, let's just put that out there too. From your uh, WWN champion to, to to having a match at Access at um and at, at WrestleMania weekend, yeah. Now he's your, uh, he's your Evolve champion. Uh, yeah, what a year that guy's had. And he's young, but again, I mean, it makes sense for him to want to not to call out oh, yeah. Cena, but you want to be on Cena's radar because when you talk about the guy and. Um, his work ethics and um, his build. I mean, you know, get put in the right situation where you're able to, you know, um, be more than wrestling. Cena is definitely the guy you want to do, considering what you are. And I think that uh, that's a good move for Theory. And, and for Theory's age to be doing something like that, it doesn't come off as arrogant at all to me. This seems like somebody said, "Bro, like." If you want to take it to the next level, you gotta you gotta risk some things, and I think this this is it. But John Cena has him posted on his uh on his um Instagram. That's big. <laughs> that's that's this big. Um, the last person that got posted on John Cena's Instagram was um was it AJ Styles? Uh, I believe so. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I did not follow Instagram. Yeah. Well, but that makes sense. Big. But big that. Guy. But that's kind of the thing, though. Like. Like passing the torch aside, and and whether you agree that it's a good idea or a bad idea, nah. um, is fine. Yeah, my but only note like, answered your question, though. I don't right. know if this is a passing the torch thing, but it is like a, I see you, I see you, kid. 
And that's good enough if you ask me. He, but well, he's... whether it's whether it's versus Austin Theory or not, is this the time? Finally, the year where John Cena passes the torch and basically, you know, does it because they I, we know that they wanted to do that with him and Roman Reigns mm-hmm. um, way back when. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Uh, you know, we know that they they've been trying. He's been trying to. He's he said it. He said, mm-hmm. "Listen." I'm trying to give you the ball, but you're going to have to take it. Mm-hmm. And nobody has. And he's made that speech several times in public. Mm-hmm. So no, no so biggie now, here. Nothing to worry about here. There's no, there's no reason to be talking about passing the torch because it, it's not, it's not really a position. The, the, the company's healthy. They got top stars. They got people that, that like that. People do they? are. Yeah, they do. I mean, um, they got a bunch of people that people like, but like we, we know that AJ Styles is 40 plus. We know that yeah. Cena's. Get forty plus, mm-hmm. you know. We, it's not like these. Then those are the top star, top guys they have. Uh, we because we, we you're not going to say that Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins are on the same has the same level of star power. They don't. I'm, I'm just um, saying, like as a as a star in WWE, they're fine. As an international star, they're also fine. Ronda Rousey's on that roster, so like there's really nobody that needs to really step up at, at this point. That's going to soar things to the next level. Roman Reigns is still that guy, and once he comes back, it's even going to be not a big. Back. We don't know that. I, I know that. I'm going. I'm calling it right now. Okay. Roman Reigns would not be back. Why wouldn't he be back? Because I think he has bigger fish to fry. Yeah, and when he and 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 and, and if he is able to return, which on a positive note, that's what we will want. No, that's what um, he wants. He will. He will. He will. His story would exceed everything, and he will be perfectly fine. And I think it, it helps elevate the business. Um, um, it helps elevate his brand, his position more than anything. And that's I think- assuming that he comes back, which I think is not going to happen. But, but still, that's not the point, though. My point is necessarily about John Cena, who's been the guy. He's been the man. In, and, and even still, he's been like hinting at, like, well, Becky Lynch is the man, and I see you now. Um, you know, when he said, like, I didn't know who Becky Lynch was, and she sat right next to me or something like that. Um, but think- now I see her. I just think the passing the torch thing is just played out. And it's it's really no role. I mean, it's not like Kobe Bryant, the only person that was the the franchise of the Lakers. And now that he's gone, well, who's going to step up to be the Lakers front guy? Cena is the top guy. But now, like, again, we we, we talked about so much. The landscape's changed so much that there's so many different people that that has and that can draw different interests from different people. And I think... And, and I, I, I want to agree with you, but the ratings say otherwise. I mean, that's just a different story. That has nothing to do with what's happening in the ring. That has everything to do with. But, what but I think it. I think it is. I mean, I, 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 okay. I, I get what you're saying, but I. I but I, there's no way the people aren't watching. Period. Yeah. So if so, what happened in the ring? Whether you want to blame it on the writers or blame it on the wrestler, or maybe it's some combination of both. The long and short of it is, is that people are watching Raw and SmackDown less and less. Mm-hmm. That, that's fine. That is, that's a fact. Yeah, that's so, fine. I mean, we, we expected it to happen this month anyway. I mean, we talked about that before. But, I mean, they're they're making changes for that, for the future. I mean, SmackDown, the Raw, excuse me, the Fox deal is a result of we have a problem. Let's fix it. So, I don't think there's, you know, there's nothing immediately that needs to be done. Outside of this year plan that they got going on, we okay. Let me let me ask you this then. Uh, if we it's like a like a basketball team, we've changed you know the set, we've changed the network, um, we've changed all these things except the wrestlers. If ratings on SmackDown, because after they peak and it goes back to normal, if this time next year. Uh, you know, after Christmas, you know, 2019, mm-hmm. and the ratings are just as bad. Mm-hmm. Then what do you do if you're WWE? Then we have this conversation. <laughs> then we have this conversation, and then I don't want even want to speculate it on it because it's, it's so much. It's, so much could be changed then. So no, that, that is true. But the thing, the only thing that we haven't changed are the wrestlers, and that's, that's not, kind of that's that's not true because. Let's get a, let's change the subject in a second, or let's transition to the next subject because I mean, you know, the biggest thing is let's talk about the biggest news from this weekend. Number one, Massive Square Garden, the mecca of 
of the sports capital of the world outside of Vegas is New York. Inside the most famous arena, Madison Square Garden had a house show that sold out, which was headlined by Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. That's a different change for them. But more importantly, the thing that we raved about so much last week literally sent shockwaves through the wrestling community where we're seeing the NXT talent put on a 10 a 10 man tag match that just blew the roof off so if you talk about change of wrestlers i mean that happening right there and we talked about a lot last week so we won't go into it this much this week um you guys can listen to last week's show as we spent about 40 minutes on it um that is an indication that you know they're thinking like you're thinking maybe we need to shuffle talent maybe we need to do a few other different impossible things that we didn't do before maybe that's what triple h is talking about where we're going to get the matches we want maybe that's why the ticket master saying says wwe versus nxt so you know that's why i'm like it's not too much to speculate on right now but next december i damn sure want to sit at the table to talk about from then to now what happened for the better and for the worse yeah because now because i think that's uh, a benchmark and I think that it is, you know, obviously, you know, McMahon downplays the ratings and everybody likes to bring it up as a low point and all that good stuff. And then compare it to like their heyday in the late 90s. But the long and short of it is there is no show if there are no fans. And we've seen how, you know, attendance in the arena isn't what it used to be. We, and we're seeing that the ratings aren't what they need to be. So and we're putting in everything on this Fox deal, which is 10 months away in October. But the long and short of it is. They can't, you can't just keep taking L's. So okay. we've, they've changed everything else but the wrestlers. And when I say change, I don't necessarily mean, you know, you know physically bringing in new, new blood, but I mean like the way that their presentation of these wrestlers are because we're not seeing um, Cruiserweight Classic type matches from on 205 Live. Um, well, we're not even seeing 205 now being acknowledged as a thing. Yeah, but I mean, um, again, from the last... Two months, we'll just say, things have changed. Mustafa Ali has had three legit matches on SmackDown. He's on the roster from 205 Live, so that addresses that. Women aren't diva anymore, but they are women wrestling. And they had Evolution, um, an all-women's pay-per-view. Um, and it, it it did really damn good. Um, the Mae Young Classic went very strong this year again. Um, and you know, the NST UK division, which you can say that, you know, they, they, they're putting on stellar shows outside of the U S base, uh, with takeover coming. So like, you know, they're, they're taking chances, but I, I, I think, I think your concerns are super valid, very business centric, but I think that, um, I think that let's have this talk next December, um, where we could nail out the positive and negatives of everything, um, as of right now, which is concerns. Um, the biggest thing is too, as long as the money come in, then they can risk taking some losses. But okay, um, so you see, say like you see, you say as long as the money comes in, and, and and to be fair, a lot of that money is guaranteed through ad revenue, through <laughs> television contracts, and through um, deals that they have with Saudi Arabia <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. So Long it's not like Saudi Arabia still is 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 on the map by next year. We're we're okay. No, well, I mean no. Saudi Arabia's deal is like a ten year deal, um, and they 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 re-signed with uh, the Japanese for the TV deal. They re- they did another TV deal in India, and they have a TV a new TV deal with Fox. So it's not about the money in that regard because they're good in that regard. They got money in the bank, but what? No, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. But but what we're talking about necessarily is you know, the day-to-day operations of it. And it doesn't matter how many TV deals you get if people aren't watching. Things, you know, advertisers are going to see that and go, you know. Yeah. And and, and shape shape it up a bit. What I'm saying is, as far as the wrestlers go, as far as the talent goes, John Cena is leaving. It may not be in 2019, but he's definitely doing his, okay, this is it, and this is a swan song. For better or for worse, he is... Going, going, gone. Who will pick up the slack from what he brought for the better part of 15 years? And, and to be fair, right now, I don't see that guy. Yeah, I and don't, even, I don't think ahead. it needs to be that guy again. I just don't. I don't think there needs to be one guy. This, first of all, I don't even think it has to be a guy, period. Again, when you talk about star power, they have Ronda Rousey on that roster. If you want to talk about 
you know, one of the best in-ring workers. I mean, let's just throw Daniel Bryan out there or AJ Styles. You want to talk about one of the best characters out there? Um, I don't, I don't know. I think about that, but I, I mean, there's just enough everything. There's enough blend in ethnicity, um, gender, um, and 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 you know, age, experience. Just just so much of everything. I don't think it needs to be one guy. Now, granted, the reason why John Cena is is one of those people that's on this plateau is because he just did remarkable things outside of WWE with the make a wish and, you know, being in movies and he's just a likable person period. So when it, when it comes down to who replaces that, that's all about WWE and John Cena being able to put people in the right position to be able to have those opportunities. And I think that, you know, somebody like Titus O'Neil who isn't doing much in the ring, but doing a lot of other things in society Again, you're just getting a plethora of people that's just all over the place. Finn Balor's doing a lot in the community as well, too. So it's just like, you know. Um, well, I mean, that, that, that's cute and all, but that doesn't transfer into, into ratings. I mean, like, Tyson well, Hill can well, save he, all the little orphan black kids that he wants, and, and Finn Balor can go and build himself a fucking Noah's Ark and sell it across the world. Yeah, that's but, fine. John, John but nobody's not, watching the show. John Cena's not going to improve ratings right now. He's not. That's not that John Cena is not the savior of ratings. John Cena is just a likable person that a lot of people like. So when you talk about who's going to replace that guy, John Cena is not going to be a ratings guy. But again, to my to my point is that I think Fox changes things next year. I Fox obviously the deal isn't just about money, but it is about viewership that everyone and anybody can watch Fox. So when you talk about ratings, it's going to spike. And if that don't work, again, we'll talk about next December. What can the network do different? Matter of fact, who still has cable after 2019 is another thing where you can get Fox on, you know, on basic, uh, on, on, on basic, uh, over the air. Yeah. But does the, does, does the network offer a package? We've seen Hulu has live TV now. So okay. what happens? What? Yes, they do. So, you know, the landscape of cable changes, the landscape of streaming services changes. Plus services, everything changes. I think it's just way too much to be trying to figure out right now. Some things just have to fall into place. I think WWE is in a good position. They got a good, they got a good app um, and very popular uh, um, in, in the network. They got the deal with, with Fox. I, I, I think this is a one-man show. I think this is a Let's wait it out and see what happens. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, sure. We have to wait it out and see what happens. And there's a lot to look forward to in WWE. But what I'm saying is you could give the WNBA the tools that the NBA has and all of the resources and all the pomp and circumstance. It doesn't bring it doesn't fill the seats in the arena. It doesn't you know, move the needle on TV. So what do you do now? Obviously, we're going to wait and see what happens next year. But we had, you know, the Attitude Era led into this ruthless aggression era with Evolution and John Cena. And then CM Punk came in and made a splash. And Daniel Bryan came in and, and Lesnar came back and made a splash. And now it's kind of like, okay, uh, cool. Uh, AJ Styles, you know, it could be that guy again where he you know, came in and, you know, set the world on fire. Uh, Balor got hurt and he hasn't been the same. But the bottom line is, is that you need a superstar to lead a team. And, there, you know, obviously they collectively, and I think that Becky Lynch is that person. Um, I think I that Ronda Rousey, go ahead. I don't know why you're so hell sprung on it being one person. And on top of that, I don't even know why you're even trying to uh, try to strategize this when January being the hottest month for WWE free agency. I mean, we're getting a shakeup basically and all those Bullet Club and um, the, all those Bullet Club talent who's free agent who knows? I'm very, very, I'm, I'm very confident that Marty Scroll is going to be one of the ones to jump ship. And maybe but, he does, but that doesn't mean that he's going to be on uh, on SmackDown by the end of the Royal Rumble. Who knows? I really don't know. I mean, you, you don't know how things happen. I mean, next thing you know, he worked in the T for two months. Next thing you know, he's on the SmackDown roster. Who knows how it happens? That's what I'm just saying. Like, I'm just, at least I'm not. Well, because history knows how it to. happens. And that, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. WWE has a track record. Of how they bring in guys from other places that already are established. Yeah, but what uh, I'm saying, what I'm saying is now that things are different, we're seeing things being different in the last two months. 
history is fine, but I mean, I really think there's the significance of them coming out making that announcement that we need to just, you know, let back a little bit and let's just see what happened. In January, Gene, one of the biggest months, April is going to be the next biggest month. And then after that, we're in October, which is going to be a huge month for them as well, too. So, like, there's a lot of good milestones that we can start saying, like, we can call their bluff. And at December, you taste the judge with, with, with fans where you're going to be like, last year, you guys said all this, and we're still in the same place come December 2019. Ratings are down. Matches are still being worked the same way or talents being booked the same way. But there's a there's enough of a glimpse of saying like there's things that can that can happen. Madison Square Garden NXT with the NXT people being on display is a good step to the future. The announcement with them saying that you know they're going to change things is 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 a big thing. Hell, XFL going live is going to be a huge factor with Vince McMahon presence being um, pulled in another direction. And I mean, we just keep continue to see the um. The uh, elevation of women talent. Do we get Evolution two? Do we get May Young Classic three? I mean, all those things that's been working. You know, do they? You obviously don't just keep doing it the same way. You just keep building and building and making it better. So, you know, I I I don't think that I I, I strongly disagree that it needs to be one person, but I definitely think that when it comes down to what's going to improve ratings, you just got to wait and see it out. I really do think it is. I, I really do think that that's that's what it's going to be. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I guess we'll obviously we'll have to wait and see, but I um I, I don't I don't know I, I don't I just don't think the history is on their side when yeah. it comes to like all these you know radical changes and stuff like that. WWE isn't doesn't really have the competition, uh, whether it's WCW or ECW or something else that like kind of you know give them a little go to force them to do uh, think outside of the box. They're basically fighting against themselves and. They're arguably too big to fail, but the, but the long and short of it is is that they can't continue going along this path, and October's too damn long to wait for them to, you know, do something about it. And I don't think the Fox deal, as interesting as it seems, and that's mostly interesting because of our predication of the unknown, as interesting as it seems, we still have the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania and Money in the Bank and SummerSlam to get through. And that is three quarters of their wrestling year mm-hmm. um, before this Fox thing happens. So, yeah, sure. Anything could happen. But history says that it probably won't. So, yes, let's let us wait and see. Yeah. But yeah, right. good on the NXT guys for um, for doing Madison Square Garden and good on WWE for for both of their shows on Boxing Day, uh, both uh, on the SmackDown show in Chicago and the Raw show in New York were headlined by uh, women. Yeah. No doubt. So, hopefully they they do that. Uh, maybe not for WrestleMania, but maybe the Royal Rumble or something. But you know, the the women are kicking ass, and yeah, you got to give it to them. No doubt, I totally agree. Completely unrelated. I just put in my zip code for where to watch Ring of Honor uh, TV, and it came up. Sorry, can't find it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about for tonight. Anything else? Because I know we're about an hour mark. We got to be damn near near it. Yeah, damn near. But okay. Um, one one you know quick thing uh, that I want to say is uh, if you're in the New York area, uh, Queens and or Brooklyn, uh, January 18th and 19th, Johnny Gargano will be doing a couple shows for Evolve. Um, I like Johnny wrestling still, and uh, that's it's it's a uh, MLK weekend. Actually, so that kind of makes me, you know, kind of makes me interested. Like, I might, I might have to take the trip up north, uh, to go, to go, you know, to go do that. It's going to be at La Boom, which has excellent tacos, mm. on um, in in Woodside and Queens on Saturday, July nineteenth and eighteenth before that. But yeah, I mean, Gargano and Evolve, that's going to be a hell of a thing. And I think they're doing a Shine double header, uh, which is going to be pretty interesting as well. So. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, I guess for going forward, what's what's the biggest thing about 2019 that you're looking forward to? What, what or the most forward to? Um, I definitely I can't even lie. I'm definitely looking forward to see what how they how they redo and and how much I uh, not redo, but um, I, I I'd be very curious to see if would it be a million class at three and how they plan on doing it different. 
probably the best event I went to last year. And I've been to uh, every takeover, which was really good. But um, yeah, the Mania Classic just blew a bang for your buck. It just blew the roof off. It was such a good time. So um, I know they know they got success there. So I would just be curious to see how they either plan on elevating it more or how they do something different um, with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, May Young Classic was definitely a, a staple in the development of the redevelopment of the perception of women on the WWE roster. Um, my biggest thing uh, is going to have to be WrestleMania weekend. Like, as of right now, that's the thing that I'm looking forward to the most because NXT is running on Friday, New Japan is running on Saturday, and WrestleMania is Sunday. What what will be the mood in New York when when both of those two shows run? We're going to be we're going to have a lot of questions answered, obviously, as we're going to be after January and a couple months in to what New Japan and Ring of Honor are doing um, and what WWE is doing. But you know they're running. Who's go, what's going to be the big surprise for either show? Because we know the Takeover is famous for the whole "Hey, guess who's in the front row?" thing. Could mm-hmm. we could we see a New Japan person pop up in the front row at a takeover? Not, not Tanahashi. <laughs> We're not Tanahashi because he luckily he resigned. Yeah. But like, what, what's the likelihood? And I, and I and like I know that he resigned, but how kick ass would it be to see Jay Lethal in the front row at takeover with an Adam Cole shirt on? Or how you know different would it be to see you know somebody from WWE that you know could uh, uh, with Dolph Ziggler? If he's, you know, we see Dolph Ziggler in the crowd of the New Japan show, uh, you know, whether that could happen or not, you know, is probably unlikely. But it, that's going to be interesting to have these two massive factions that close to each other, days a day apart. There's going to be a lot of uh, you know people, uh, you know, taking notes backstage. A lot of a lot of hands, uh, you know, palms being greased and hands being shaked and babies being kissed mm-hmm. uh, in New York. So I, I hopefully. Hopefully something happens there. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Maybe Triple H might have to sit down with, you know, the guys in New Japan. Mm-hmm. I think another interesting name that no one's really talking about, we don't really know his, his the status of his promotion and what he's doing, but Nick Aldis right now is obviously somebody that could make a splash somewhere. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Um that's you know so he, you know he's been out there and and you know doing a lot of uh, things but it'll be really interesting to see because everybody knows everybody it'll be really interesting to see if any secret you know closed door meetings any sightings happen around the New York area because you got basically ninety percent of the wrestling world within ten miles of each other that's kind of crazy to think about yep well. We'll see. Um, I do hope that we don't see a lot of Triple H in the ring next year because um, him heading out in, um, to my understanding, maybe three or four shows is just ridiculous to me <laughs> with all the talent that's out there. But hey, it Wait is. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that you don't want to see Triple H and Stephanie in a mixed tag match? Yeah, I'm good. Hopefully, okay. we do get some intergender uh, matches uh, next year, too. That'd be a surprise, but we'll see. In, in WWE, that is, but we'll see. Or at least NXT. Let's start there. So, yeah, I, I, I can I can see that happening, but you know, it's baby steps. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing for everybody. So, baby steps. Yep. So, uh, any other remarks before we close out for the year? Uh, yeah, everybody, you know, be safe this coming New Year. Uh, you know, have a happy and, and prosperous 2019. Uh, just take a moment, be a little nicer to everybody. Try to do it. You know, do what you did this year. Just do it a little bit better. Um, that's, I don't really make resolutions or anything like that, but we just, you know, just, just try to do what we do and just be better about it. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see you all next year. No doubt. Hey, thanks for all the support for everybody that's been uh, with us for uh, three years or something like that. We're still, we're still a pretty small show, but we had fun with this. So we definitely appreciate people who take their time out to listen, feedback, um, or just investing in us, chat with us in person and so forth. It means a lot. Um, again, this isn't our uh this this isn't what what pays the bills but we we damn sure have fun doing it so we just appreciate you guys uh recognizing um the hard work that we put into 
uh, doing this outside of our own personal lives and stuff. So that means a lot. But we definitely look forward to rocking with you guys come 2019. We got big things coming up for that as well. Um, and for next week, well, we'll be back on schedule um, probably with the full team. Um, like I said, everybody just got their holiday stuff going on. So we wasn't able to get together as a group. But we'll be back next week as a as a tandem. So. We appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Be sure to reach out to us still, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace next out. year. Next, yeah, next year. You can actually say that. It makes sense now, right? Yep. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Yep.